This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back listening to Militantly Mixed. Hey y'all, welcome to Militantly Mixed, a podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective. I am your host, Charmaine, aka Mixed Girl Maine, and I'm actually going to do something a little bit different for this episode. Not something that I had planned, but something happened over the weekend that has sparked some feelings in, in me that I want to discuss with the group. Um, and I didn't have time to seek out anybody to talk to me about this particular thing. So it's just going to be, we're just going to do a solo episode. I know I don't do this very often, but I got some feelings. So I'm going to share them with you. The problem that I'm about to share is related to some DMs, some personal DMs that I received over social media. And it's a person that has reached out to me a number of times over the past six or seven months, usually about a month or two spaced out between contacts. And usually in a, the context of the conversation has to do with what I'm interpreting as their self-hate for their mixed identity. We've never spoken besides the DMs, and I don't wish to reveal anything about the person because we didn't talk about that. We, I, have, I had asked them months ago if they'd be willing to come on and talk on the show, but they didn't feel comfortable doing that. And so I extended the, well, let's chat a little bit and see what happens. And maybe over time you'll get comfortable. And if not, at least you've engaged with another mixed race person, right? That's, that's kind of what I offered. So for the last six or seven months, this person has reached out to me, like I said, with about a month or two spaced out between messages and, um, Usually the messages are in such a way that I interpret it as self-hate. I try to be as empathetic as possible, but I'm also, I will admit, I'm very defensive about self-hate when it comes to race. Uh, One, it's because I don't identify with self-hate related to race. Uh, I have embraced my mixed identity. I love being mixed. I love being mixed. I love it so much, I started a podcast about it, and then I started another podcast where I talk about it all the time, but I also include my nerddom, you know? Everything about my whole deal is mixed. I'm mixed race, I'm bisexual, so I think about my sexuality as mixed to a degree. I make jokes all the time about how often I have mixed feelings because I don't always have a a hardcore decision. I'm usually in the middle of something, and uh, so my whole deal is mixed. So I can't relate to self-hate as it pertains to race. And I don't know how to, beyond extending empathy just as a from person to person, I see your person hurting, I have empathy, I want to help. Besides that, that's about as far as I can extend my empathy and understanding. The more a person continues down a path that, that is going towards self-hate, the harder it is for me to engage. I am not going to share personal details or anything that this person shared with me because they had already not agreed to being on the show. 
And we haven't actually spoken about me sharing this discussion on the show. In fact, after my most recent responses, I haven't heard anything back. And so it occurred to me that perhaps because I don't agree with their position, I may have ended that relationship or the potential for that relationship to turn into a, a help for this person. That's about as much as I can say about them. So I'm, I'm going to kind of speak in vague terms about the messages that they sent me and, and talk more thoroughly about the way those messages make me feel and kind of wrap it up with sort of talking it out about uh, feelings about self-hate. And for those of you who are listening to this episode, if you have feelings about anything that I'm talking about, I would really love engagement on this because I feel stuck. I feel, you know, I'm not an academic, I guess under any terms, I'm not an academic, but I didn't study race relations or or um, racial acceptance or anything like that in school. So I don't have an academic background where race is concerned. I only have an experience background where race is, is concerned. And even though I've been talking to mixed race people over the last year for this show, that is making me a type of an expert, an expert in talking about race with other people. But I'm not coming from it beyond that. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a person with empathy who shares the mixed race identity with everybody who's been on my show so far. That's that's my level of expertise. So we're going to get into it. And yes, please, if you have thoughts and feelings about anything that I talk about today, please reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email the phone line and leave a voicemail because I want to open this up for discussion. And I I think that even for me, it would be really helpful if I got the engagement of the listeners and responses about this kind of stuff so that I can maybe get a little bit better at it. And I'm going to also start investigating um, maybe some literature that has to do with self-hate so that I can maybe be better at being able to support someone. All right, so let me tell you kind of about what triggered me. All I can say, to to remain in vague terms so I don't reveal anything about this person and I don't wish to be exploitive about anybody related to my show, I'll I'll only say that about six or seven months ago, this person reached out to me in, in the DMs, in the private messages, and they basically put forward that they were a biracial person, and I'm not even going to say what ethnic origins, just that they are a biracial person. Uh, They were raised around one of their racial groups, let's say race A, and they weren't raised as much around their other racial group, race B. They grew up never feeling accepted by race A, the group of people that they grew up primarily around. And as an adult, seemingly don't like race A. I'm interpreting that. I'm not saying that they explicitly say, I don't like these people. They basically have said a number of things that implied these people, this group, race A, are all pretty much the same. They're all hateful, and they treat me this way, and I don't really get them in any way. So I'm interpreting that they have a, a hatred or at least a discomfort with race A, and they idolize race B. That That's how I'm interpreting it, based off the things they say, how... 
the way the race bee people look or um, their treatment sometimes of, of the person who reached out to me, etc., uh, is better and they also are more attracted to race B but find it very difficult to date race B because race B always tends to remind them that they're different from them or that maybe they feel they have less in common because they can't relate to the mixed raceness. This is all things I'm interpreting. I cannot say for 100% certainty that that's what the position of the person who messaged me feels. That's just what I'm interpreting. So over the last six or seven months, they've reached out. We'll have a little exchange, and then a month or two will go by. Another thing will hit because that person will get triggered by something out in the world. And whatever triggers them sparks them reaching out to me and saying, okay, another one. Oh, it's me again. I got this going on. And so this has happened a few times. This weekend, they reached out to me again. And it's weird the way this exchange goes because it ends with, we, we might have a little bit of a back and forth, and then each one has ended with me being the last messenger, I think. Um, and so there's not even necessarily like a confirmation of, yeah, I understand, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It just kind of ends abruptly. And then one or two months go by and they reach out again. Okay, so that's what happened this most recent time. What got me this time around is... Well, it's a couple of things. When I reach out to people for the show and they're not 100% sure they want to be on the show, I open up the door to continue conversation because maybe they're shy or maybe they are so unused to being able to talk freely about their mixed race identity, positive or negative, that I don't want to close the door just because they're not willing to right now. So I leave that door open and I say, if you're not ready yet, that's fine. Or if you just want to have a call with me right now, we won't record it. We won't put it on, on the air, but we can just chat, see how you feel and go from there. And so there's actually several people that I've talked to that you've never heard before because I have agreed not to put them on the air and I didn't record their conversation. Or if I have a recorded it, I recorded it with their knowledge that I was keeping it from my own purposes, but that, you know, they didn't assign a, an agreement for me to release it or anything like that, so it won't be released. Boom. That's it. And in some cases, keeping up that conversation or that line of conversation has led to them coming on the show eventually. That has happened. You have heard some of those people. And then in some cases, it just kind of stays there or we never talk again or or whatever. We, we do the one-off and then we move on with our life. Totally fine. Whatever someone's experience and how they're comfortable I'm, I'm good with it. I, I just want to leave the door open in case someone is feeling very isolated in their racial identity and I know that I can be of help just because I like to talk about this stuff and I like to be of help. Knowing again that I'm not a therapist, <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this kind of work or anything like that, I at least do it because I, I don't, I, it hurts me when people hate themselves, especially about something they have no control over their race or ethnic groups. <laughs> uh, that's a really hard one for me. And I see it in my own family. And that's why I am as kind of hardcore about talking about it as I am is because I come from self, a lot of self-loathing people. Not everybody in my family, but a number of them. 
and they've influenced my life. And they, because of them, it took me a long time to get to the comfortable place that I'm in. And now that I'm in there, I don't want to let that comfortable place go. So when this person reached out to me this weekend, I felt very triggered by what their opening statement was. And since I, like I said, I didn't get permission to share it and I don't know if they're even going to talk to me ever again. I'll only say that the what they implied in their opening statement to me this time around made it feel like one, they didn't think mixed race identity was a real legitimate identity to have. And two, they seemed to assume that I would experience the same frustrations that they experience even having engaged with me previously and knowing um, my stance on some of the things that we've talked about before. And so it started out as kind of a commiserating kind of statement. How do you not get bothered by dot, dot, dot. And I think it was the wording of the statement, but then also the subsequent messages that came after that made it seem like they believed, and again, this is my interpretation. They have not clarified this point, so I do not know if this is how they feel. But this is how it made me feel. It made me feel like they believe, I don't believe that being mixed race is a genuine identity and that I'm selling or perpetuating a myth of mixed race identity. That's how the message they sent made me feel. Whether or not that was intended, I don't know because they haven't responded. And I think I felt instantly defensive. It hurt me to hear that someone who has clearly listened to my show a bit and engages with my social media, that they would in any way, shape, or form believe that somehow I'm not genuine in what I discuss on the show. I This show is the most personal thing I've done in my whole life. It, professionally, I have worked as an operations manager, HR manager, as a, you know, executive assistant, I've done these jobs where my real heart wasn't in these jobs because they were just jobs. This is a create, I've made, I've even made films and I've worked on TV shows and things like that. And, uh, the projects I've worked at never really were super duper personal, even if it was the ones I wrote and directed and everything. They were just what people, like to hear about during those times and so that's what I made. This though, Militantly Mixed, is the very first extremely personal project I have ever entered in. I'm a mixed race person who felt isolated from mixedness. I wanted to find a community. I couldn't find a community. I created a platform that would give me access to a community. That's what Militantly Mixed is. And so to feel that even after a year, like, and I don't know how often this person listens to the show, but to feel that even after a year, this person would interpret anything about the show as maybe being disingenuous, or maybe they were talking about mixedness in general. That I can't tell. I can't tell if they were talking about it in a global way or in a very specific show way. Uh, really, really, really bothered me. And I will say, even though I don't like using the word unless I really, really mean it, I will say I was triggered by it. I, I wrote back, I rapid fire responded a bunch of things. Um, they had laid out something, uh, an event that happened and asked basically if I've had that same experience. And I was like, no, actually, I, I can't relate to this at all. My experience is different. 
And then I started to share ways in which my experience was different. And I do kind of feel bad about that because on one hand, I'm telling a person, I can't relate to what you're saying. And then on the other, I'm I'm showing them, or maybe it could be interpreted as showing, see how much better my situation is than you. Because I didn't have the experience that you had. And that's not how I meant it, but I'm I'm sure it can come off that way or it can be a little bit hurtful when someone doesn't have an experience exactly like your own. And so they laid out something that they had a negative experience for and, you know, asked if that was my experience too. And I said, no, I'm quite the opposite, actually. This is more characteristic of my experiences. And, they're, and it was totally different and positive towards one particular race of of my background this person has one race they feel positive about one race they feel negative about I have three races one I feel very positive about the other I feel mostly positive about but sometimes don't get um, mutual positivity from and one that I'm totally erased from that's my experience but even in the in the case of the the race show group that erases me I I don't feel anything I don't feel much about it I feel some things but I don't feel much about it not in the same way that this person feels about their their groups I'm sorry I wish I could be more specific but I'm really trying not to be exploitive to the person that sent out this message I'm just talking about my feelings from the event basically and so I kind of rapid fired some responses and I I shared some ways in which my experience was different and I also continued on this this uh, request that I did earlier in our previous engagements in which I said I really think you should seek out therapy to deal with this issue I go to therapy well I don't go to therapy now just because I can't afford it but I'm a big proponent of therapy I you've heard me talk about depression and anxiety things that I suffer and therapy has helped me throughout several different chapters of my life deal with a lot of things and my racial identity is one of the things therapy has helped me deal with um, not so much my own identity, but the how I perceived people receiving me was something I had to deal with in therapy. And so I had stated to them months ago that I think they should seek out therapy to, to try to find out where this comes from, this seemingly self-hate, and how to find ways to shake off the dependency on someone else's views of you. And this time around, I reiterated it. I was like, look, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't have the same experience. I don't know how to help you through this. I also feel like you're asking for commiseration on something I disagree with. And I can't extend that. But I do think therapy can help you deal with some of these issues. It definitely helps you investigate the source of the hate that you feel about certain things. There are things about me I've hated before. Therapy has helped me deal with that kind of stuff. Race just happens to not be one of the ways in which I've hated myself. And so I don't I, I don't feel equipped to continue these conversations. I don't want to close the door, but also when somebody else's self-hate starts to impact you, that's a lot to ask for I'm going to say for free, not because I'm expecting money for an exchange like this, but I'm going to say for free because it is an exchange and I'm losing something of myself in the exchange. A big chunk disappears. 
it it bothered me for a good portion of the morning that I received the message. I ended up talking it out a bit with my husband, who can't fully relate because although he is mixed race, he is not mixed identity. He grew up only around his white side, as you heard in the mixed non-mixed episode. And so while he is uh, aware of differences in how people respond to race and identity and things like that, he, he himself does not have that. And so he kept saying, you know, I don't know how to deal with the thing like that because I just don't understand it. I don't have that same thing. Um, and, he, and his whole thing is he doesn't understand how people feel about their own race because, like, in his case, he never had to pretty much until he got with me. So to read or hear me complaining about somebody's response to me, he couldn't relate, so he couldn't be helpful. I reached out to another mixed-race person I know. In fact, I already shouted her out, so I'll go ahead and say it. I reached out to Natalie Evans from the Some Kind of Brown podcast because we're both mixed-race podcasters, and actually we talk fairly frequently now um, because, like, I view her as my little sis, my little mixus, and uh, and so I basically was just putting it out. I was kind of venting. And uh, and so Natalie, you know, said her piece about it, and I said my piece about it, and in the end, we came to the very same conclusion, which is just that, you know, you want to be helpful to somebody if you can be, but if the cost of you being helpful is chipping away at you, that's a lot to expect and to and to ask, and and also to know like what is the end game? Is the end game trying to get me on this person's self hate train? Or is the end game, I don't want to feel this self-hate. You don't seem to have self-hate. Can I use you as a resource to stop feeling this? If that was the direction this was going, I'd be happy to continue it on. But I don't feel that this is necessarily the way this is going. It felt like after the third or fourth time of engaging, at this point I feel like this person is trying to get me on the self-hate train. And I cannot get there. I am too far gone in this love of my racial identity to ever go back there. And I can tell you, if every person I ever encounter from my shared racial groups, if every black person, if every Japanese person, if every Caucasian British person came up to me and told me that they hated me for being mixed, while it would terribly suck, it would not change how good I feel about my mixes. It would not. Because that is something internal to me that I, I create how I feel about it. And I love it. You've heard me talk about it. I love being mixed. I love it so much. I love my ability to cross into multiple cultures. I love my the openness and understanding I have about race and culture because I come from so many different races and cultures. I love that even if I'm engaging with someone who comes from a different race and different culture and ethnic background than me... That while I may not know anything about their group, I have an openness and a desire to learn about it so that I can put it in my cultural Rolodex uh, to pull from the next time I engage with a person from their same group. I love it. And I feel I have a better ability to absorb that kind of information because of my mix and my the luck I had in being able to grow up with exposure to all of my cultures or most of my cultures. I I love it. I love it so much. And I created this show because I wanted the people who listen to it to love it too. Like I want I want y'all to love 
your mixes and be proud of who you are because you can't do anything about this. Your parents decided to have you and you just ended up the way you are. You have no control over the way your skin color came out or, you know, your physical genetics. You don't have any control of that. You can either embrace or not embrace. And in my case, I'm choosing to embrace who I am and the cultures that I grew up in. And even though some of the aspects of the cultures I grew up in and am a part of do have some negativity, maybe towards me as a mixed race person or towards me as a woman or towards me as an LGBTQ plus person, whatever, I'm still, there's so much good that I can find and I can enjoy. And then I'll find my way to in a social justice arena uh, combat the things that are against me. That's how I feel about uh, racial self-hate. It's not going to penetrate me. But it, I mean, it'll penetrate me in the way that it'll bother me that it's happening. And that's what happened to me over the weekend. It bothered me so much that it was happening. And it cast a shadow over, over course, a portion of my day. And then after talking with my husband and talking with Natalie, I felt a little bit better. And then it, I just kept saying, I love my mix. I love my mix. And I decided to turn that self-hate into, um, or that concept of self-hate into something positive and creative. And I designed another t-shirt. I've been wanting to design more t-shirts anywhere. And I do actually have more designs that I'm going to put out. Um, so I ended up putting, but I did put up another t-shirt on, on the Teespring store. Uh, so the Be Your Mixed Out Self shirt is gone for now. It may come back eventually. Uh, but it is actually moved over to Patreon. If you now want access to the Be Your Mixed Out Self t-shirt, you can sponsor us at the $50 level on Patreon and you'll get access to that shirt again. But not the sales pitch portion of it. I used the moment of self-hate to create something that I thought would be joyful and it's basically a play on the I Heart New York t-shirt. It says I, it would say I Heart My Mix, except that instead of a heart, I put the, the Militantly Mix logo. So technically the shirt reads, I Militantly Mix Logo My Mix, but you get what I'm doing there. I've seen versions of that, like I Love My Dog, but it's a dog print instead of a, a heart. You get, you get what I'm doing there. Uh, so I made that shirt and I, I thought it was cute. I put it up on the Teespring store. And uh, I sold one so far, so that's dope. Um, but it's uh, it was just a way of saying, you know what? I can't do anything about what I'm mixed with besides choosing to engage or not engage. I choose to engage, and I choose to, to enjoy aspects of the various cultures I'm from, and I choose to love it. And I want other people to know it. I love talking about being mixed. Obviously, I created so many shows where I talk about being mixed. So... I want to turn that positivity into continuing this platform for mixed race people, growing the the uh, community in every in any way that I can, continuing to speak to people all over the world so that I learn more, but also so that we have an archival footprint of mixedness in perpetuity on the internet, even after I die, hopefully, uh, that will give people access to us, to who we are. Uh, so yeah, I put that t-shirt out. I felt so good after I did it. It actually washed away a big portion of the dark cloud that I was kind of feeling after that. Uh, a whole day went by and I hadn't heard back from the person. So I can't tell if they're interpreting my messages to them uh, as a negative because I disagree 
with their experience. Well, not that I disagree with their experience. Their experience is their experience. I disagree with that that that, that experience is universal. For me, what they experience isn't similar at all to what I experienced. So that was what my messages were about. Um, I can't tell if they're not responding just because... It's they don't have time, they're busy, whatever, and they were in a moment and they had to vent it all out and then after they vented it out they felt better and they just moved on. Or if they read it and they're just like Fuck her. <laughs> That's possible. They they could very much not like me because I have a different mindset than they do. I don't know. Or maybe it made them sad and because of that sadness they don't really wanna talk I don't know I have no idea I, I'm not going to make any assumptions really but um I think because of that like a whole day go by and I started to feel upset again where I was thinking you know I don't want to get myself into this this spinning circle of of don't you hate it when and me saying I actually don't have that experience and okay fine don't you hate it when I don't have that experience okay fine and we just continue the wheels and wheels and wheels I don't want to keep that going unless there is some progress in a different direction. And from my perspective, the better direction to go in is loving yourself and where you come from. And that may not be this person's journey. So I've decided to leave it where, where it's at. And if they're listening right now, if you're listening, um, you can continue to still reach out just understand that when I share my perspective, I'm sharing my perspective because I want you to know there is something different out there than maybe you experienced. And hopefully that would give you hope to try to open yourself in that direction if you want to. If you don't want to, if you're contented in the way that you are, that's fine. I am not going to be the person to commiserate with you in the hate. I cannot do that. It would be a disservice to myself and everybody I do this show for, to be honest, if I gave in to it. Uh, because what would I have left to offer if I gave in to the hate of my uh, multiple ethnicities and my racial identification and my cultural connections? It would be a real disservice to, to myself and to the people that I do this show for. So... Again, I urge anybody who is dealing with any kind of uh, racial identity crisis and or racial self-hate, racial self, self-racially hate, you know what I'm saying, uh, self-loathing or self-hate as, as it relates to race or anything, but we're talking about race here, um, to seek out help, to find therapists, preferably someone, if you can, from a mixed race background and or one of your ethnic groups who would have exposure to some of the things we deal with as mixed race people. It's really hard. I've had primarily, I've only had white therapists. Um, I've only had one really understanding therapist who, who made room for when she didn't know something. I've had one that kind of did that, but couldn't always get it. And then I've had some that were just downright... I actually had one lady basically tell me how much she hated Japanese in a session. And she was, that was the last time I ever saw her again. So it's, I know that how hard it is to find people of color or mixed race people in mental health positions. 
But if you can, do. And if you can't, still find somebody that you can help deal with this. Preferably someone who has a background in racial identity. Because it will make a huge difference in your life and it'll hopefully help with the things that make you depressed or hateful towards yourself. That's, I guess, primarily what I wanted to talk about today. But it's been on my mind. I don't even know if my talking right now got me anywhere <laughs> or will get y'all anywhere, but I, I just needed, I guess, another time to talk it out. I do feel a lot better than I did a couple days ago, but it's continued to be of concern to me. <sighs> so that being said, um, as I mentioned, the Be Your Mixed House Self t-shirt is gone from the Teespring store because it is a fundraiser shirt. It is now moved over to Patreon at the $50 level. If you sponsor us at $50 level, you will um, receive a Be Your Mixed Ass Self t-shirt after your third month of sponsorship. I did also go in and change and update the Patreon tiers for sponsorship. So now there's additional tiers and a few other things. You can actually get a logo t-shirt at the $20 level now, either in black or white. I actually have to get the logo that can be printed on black fixed because they sent me a much smaller file than I had paid for. So once I get that set up, we'll start having black uh, or we'll start having the logo shirt on black t-shirts now going forward. Uh, but you can get access to those at the $20 level on Patreon. And we also have uh, shout outs and different things, you know, tip jar support um, now on there as well. And I'm open to suggestions. If you have other suggestions on what you would like to see as tiers for sponsorship, um, of course, as we get more sponsorship, more swag is available, but also more newsletter type things or community type things could be included. As of right now, I don't have the, uh, the bandwidth to be able to create some of these extra things, um, because I have to work, I have to find work as much as I can. Uh, I still haven't found a day job, so my stuff is a lot of freelancing right now, and I'm doing as much as I can. I'm continuing on with the goal. Uh, for the month of September, we're trying to hit $200 a month for Patreon sponsorship. At present, we're at $120 a month, which is amazing. I am going to continue to revamp the page and hopefully put out some smaller edits of different interviews that maybe you didn't hear the whole thing, or maybe it's a section that I had to cut out for, for time, but content was great. Alright, so with Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash mix and sponsor the show. You can review our new tiers and, and see what you do. I am going to try to continue to, um, you know, add more content on there exclusively for the patrons. I'm going to start working on that. Um, I mean, I work on it here and there, but it's, it's really hard to keep up with because of bandwidth. The more sponsorship we get, the easier it'll get because I can start chipping away at my at my day work projects and things like that. And I will make it happen because ultimately this is what I want to do anyway. Uh, T-shirts are available on teespring.com. You can either just go to teespring.com and search for Militantly Mix or go to the show notes and click on there. And you'll have access to Teespring store. There is the logo shirts. There is the mixed AF shirt. The new I Love My Mix shirt. And unapologetically mixed are the standard t-shirts on there right now. I do have more designs coming, but I'll probably release them at random times so that you can start to enjoy them at different times. I would love my whole closet to be filled with 
half Marvel t-shirts and half Love in My Mixed Self t-shirts. So we're going to make that happen for you. I'm going to get more of those shirts out there for you. I love the reactions I get every time I wear one of my mixed shirts. So I hope that um, you're getting those experiences too. I've also gotten a few of the pictures in from po folks that bought the Be Your Mixed Self t-shirt. Uh, some of them are on the Instagram page. I got a, uh, another one I need to get up there here soon as well. If you did buy the shirt, please post the shirt on Instagram, hashtag it be your mixed ass self, or just send it to me if you don't mind me posting it on the Militantly Mixed page. Um, Charmaine at militantlymixed.com. That's S as in Sam, H A R M as in Mary, A N as in Nancy E, at militantlymixed.com, and I will put it on our Instagram. I am loving the big ass smiles that I see on people's faces when they're wearing the shirt. Um, and I know how I feel when I wear the shirt too. So it is really empowering. It is, it's odd. It's just a t-shirt with some letters on it. But it really is empowering to walk around and show that you have pride about who you are. I love it. Alright, so like I said, this episode sort of replaced something that was going to be up this week. I'm going to push that to another week. Next week, we're going to go back to a regular episode. I already had this one scheduled with the date where the person knows what date their episode is airing. It's related to their birthday week and everything, so I'm not going to change that. But thank you for listening to, I guess, my therapy session. And please engage on this topic. I absolutely need to hear more about how either you deal with times in which you feel some self-hate or self-loathing, uh, how you combat it in others, uh, or just open up to the discussion of what does this mean for us to be self-loathing? Does it mean that we hate part of our ethnicity and not all of it? Do we hate being mixed? Whatever it is, let's talk about it. You can either drop a voicemail with a quick message. I think you can record up to three minutes on uh, the voicemail. It is 323-545-6001. That's also in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail on that Skype number and it might make it into the show. Open up for discussion. If you want to send me just a audio clip that you recorded from your phone, you can send that to my email or hit me up and I'll either read what you say on on the show or I can get you on the show and we can we can chat it out. I want to investigate this further. I definitely think it's something we need to talk about. And a lot of times I'm focusing on the one-on-one -on -one experience conversations, and every now and then I think it's important to hit us with one of these types of conversations. What are the kinds of things we're dealing with as mixed-race people out in the world? So, engage, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Militantly Mixed. Send me an email, charmaine at militantlymixed.com. Send me a voicemail, 323-545-6001, and let's talk about it. And as always, if you want to sponsor the show, and not on a monthly basis with Patreon, but as a one-time only, you can go to paypal.me slash militantlymix and drop us a little tip in the tip jar there. Every single dollar helps keep the show going, especially right now. I know you're probably tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of saying it, but my current <laughs> work situation is such that I'm not actually getting by, and every little bit will help keep the show on. I have a separate bank account for Militantly Mix and all of the shows as I do my personal. So I know that every dollar that goes into that bank will be paying for keeping the show going even as things get a little bit difficult for me in the coming month. All right. I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week with a regular, a normal episode. Please continue to engage on, on social media. And also, if you want to go 
If you want to join the private Militantly Mixed group on Facebook in which we can have discussions without other people on Facebook seeing it, there is an invite for that. You can go to the Facebook page and send me a message there to say that you would like an invite to it. I also did put a link in there, but I don't know if that link is clickable for people. I can't tell. No one joined it yet. So um, if you do want to go into the private discussion group, please let me know and I will invite you there. And then you don't have to worry about your coworkers or your cousins or your aunt or whatever hearing or saying what you post about racial identity. All right. I think that's it for now. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for the continued support, everybody. Bye. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by David Bogan, the one. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Militantly Mixed. If you'd like to become a sponsor of Militantly Mixed, please go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantlymixed for a one-time only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.